Welcome to the Freeform Rock Podcast. This is your host, frickin' Mark Taylor. Grab a beard, stay a while, and we do anything. We go from all genres, man. We go from brand to brand and Metallica. So party on, dude. Welcome to a new edition of the Freeform Rock Podcast. Today we have Van Halen Nutswinger on on here from the Mojo Dojo, Mr. Brian Schaefer. How you doing, bro? Hey, coming live from the Mojo Dojo, like a bolt of lightning in your Starbucks coffee. How are we doing today, Mark? I'm doing great, man. Yeah, today, okay. yeah, today we're going to talk about an album uh, that I wasn't too familiar with because after uh, Filthy Little Mouth by David Lee Roth, I stopped listening to him. I didn't find out about this album until about maybe three years ago, and I only listened to it about three or four times, but since you wanted to do this podcast, I listened to it again, and I have a new appreciation for it. But let's get into some backstory on this album. You say you have some backstories on this. Let's hear it. Well, we all go back, you know, we all go back to the infamous 1996 VMA fiasco that went into it, and that's where David Lee Roth parted from Van Halen, and there was like a, a tale of words between each other that was broadcasted through the Van Halen news desk. And basically, um, a lot of people said, you know, Ed, Evil Ed signed a deal with the devil. You know what I'm saying? That's what David Lee Roth said. And it was basically what my opinion is, and I believe this to be the actuality, is that it had a lot to do with Ray Daniels, who was um, his his, uh, stepsister, Kelly, was married to Alex Van Halen. And um, they brought like they more than likely already had Gary Sharon signed to Van, like to, to be the next lead singer of Van Halen, regardless of how Dave and Ed were at the VMAs. So that's where I labeled Van Van Halen three as Van Daniels three with Gary Sharoni, the phony rides the baloney pony, baby. <laughs> I actually like Gary Sharon, but uh, to tell you the truth, when Van Halen 3 first came out, I said, oh, I gotta go get it. And I loved Gary Sharon in Extreme. I went and got it, and I listened to it, and I didn't pick it up for another four years because I thought it was a piece of shit. But actually, I started seeing the video without you, like, a lot coming on for some reason, in, like, on, yeah. on Van Halen shows and stuff like that. So I picked up the album again because I started digging that song, and I actually enjoy the album more than I did when it first came out. Yeah, I scolded the album a lot when it first came out, but like I will put it right now higher than all the Van Hagar albums just because I don't think Gary Sharon is as annoying as <laughs> Sammy Hagar, even though they were trying to make him sing like Sammy Hagar from Mike Post, who did the fucking Hills Street Blues soundtrack. That was a very flat sounding album. And that's where the DLR band came into play and just totally kicked Van Halen's ass live from the fucking slaughterhouse which the original voice of Dave from the TK, that goes back to the internet days when it was first blossoming, and that's where the Roth Army was formed. And there was this huge battle that everybody hated Van Halen 3, and we went after it. It wasn't such a bad album. I'll put it higher than the Van Hagar albums. But this album is where Dave was his true comeback. So let's let's get, let's get started with that. Cool, man. It's, you want to get into the songs now, or you have any more thing to say about we, it? Uh, no, that's pretty much all I got to say about that. That was leading up to it. It, it was Van. It was uh, Ray Daniels' fault. He was the one to blame. He he was. He got inside Alex Van Halen's head and Eddie Van Halen's head. They already had another singer. So I think, regardless of how Dave, you know, supposedly treated Eddie, like you know, I'm gonna fucking. Uh, you better be wearing a cup, Dave. You know that shit right there. Um, you know that was uh, that was irrelevant. He had already signed a deal with the devil. 
And it sucks because I, I like Ray Daniels because he's the producer, he's a, a manager of my favorite group, my band, Rush. So uh, yes, I, did, I didn't Rush, really yes. did all this shit. What an asshole, man. I would have loved to have seen Dave back with him, and I, I loved A Different Kind of Truth. Yeah. So, like, I was listening to A Different Kind of Truth yesterday, man. I just start loving that album more and more every day. Uh, yeah, that's another story to go into right there. But, yeah, yeah um, Gary was in an Owen situation. I don't hold him at fault anymore now that Dave is back. He did his best that he could. I loved him in Extreme, uh, especially Three Sides, Every Story. That was a Fuck really yeah. great Extreme album. And uh, that's all. That's all I really got to say Fuck about yeah, that. that was a great album. That's my favorite. Okay, let's get into the tracks. Let's get into track number one, which is uh, written by Daley Roth, John Lowry, and Bob Marlette. Uh, for you guys that don't know, John Lowry is John Five, and he's got some killer solo shit out there, and he plays in... Uh, uh, What's that guy's name? Fuck. Rob Zombie now. Rob he Zombie's also band. played in Marilyn Manson as well. Yeah, fucking what a great guitar player, man. I don't think he's as good as Steve Vai, but his solo albums are. <laughs> but not in here. Uh, let's get into Slam Dunk. What do you think about this track? Slam Dunk, man. Now, this was definitely an old to the old school Van Halen. The track was originally supposed to be selected by John Kalodner. Uh, I think he was managing Aerosmith at the time. This single, it was supposed to be, there was supposed to be a song and video to it for the Armageddon soundtrack, and David Lee Roth turned it down. It could have been a huge single. Yeah, Aerosmith got the huge single off that album. <laughs> yeah, but David Lee Roth was supposed to do a video for it. He didn't want to. He refused. Oh, wow. David That's Lee Roth a little known fact attention. about Slam Dunk. <laughs> yeah, I, I but, like this song, man. It's a great opener for this album. It, it Like you said, it's... I, I, I in my notes I called it classic Roth, you know, like Ode to Van Halen and and freaking uh, the solo that uh, John Five or Lowry does on this freaking song is just incendiary, man. I just love it. Yeah, you know, and, and we also have to give credit to Ray too, man. I mean, he's just one beast of a fucking drummer. I mean, you know, he laid out the classic, you know, Alex Van Halen pattern. It's the most Van Halen sounding song on the album, which is really kind of a huge departure from the Van Halen sound, because this is really Dave just doing the David LaRoff thing, rather than being Diamond Dave, lead singer of Van Halen. This is more in-depth to him. And this is just a great, great fucking song. And it's kind of fucking in-your-face, you know, like, winners come and go, legends are forever. You know, it was kind of like a jab at, like, you know, at, like, Van Halen through all the fiasco and all that shit. Yeah, and I notice how David LaRoff does a lot of, you know, his talking growl. On this album, yeah. man, on this song, he does it almost on every song, and I love it. I love it when he just talks, man. It's just freaking awesome. <laughs> yeah, this is this is. Uh, I'm not sure where I put it, but this is like a top three or four song, top three or four on the whole album. I mean, this is just a great fucking song and a great first single. Yeah, and then we go to track number two, Backlight. What do you think of this one? <laughs> okay, now um, this is. I love this album, man. You know, it's been growing on me, and I think it's like one of David Lee Roth's best fucking solo efforts. But the beginning for me isn't a really great start. I can't. I don't like this song. I don't like Blacklight at all. It, it's a. It's a. It sounds too generic of Led Zeppelin. I mean, I know that's what John Five was kind of going for with this song in the fucking chorus. Had that. Had that lead to it, and it just comes across not very good. This is one of my least favorite songs that David Lee Roth has ever done. I yeah. just don't like it that much. Yeah, I agree with you, but the drum sound sounds good on this song for some reason. I, I was putting Ray Luzier's drums is what I really like in this song. Yeah, it and, doesn't fit David Lee Roth. It yeah. doesn't fit his style, and it's 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 very very weak and generic for me. 
And the guitar sound and the breakdown were the only two th- good things I liked in this song. <laughs> yeah, the musician, but it, it just didn't fit. It's not Dave sounding. It's it's just it doesn't sound Dave at all. And I I just don't like it. It's just not one of his. It's one of his worst songs. Yeah, and then we get into uh, track number three, Counterblast. What do you think of this one? Counterblast. Uh, it's the it's the one out of the first two out of the first three are kind of duds in my book. Um. Once we get into more on the album, you'll see that. I mean, I'm not I'm not trying to trash the album at all. It just sounds very lyrically. It's one of the Dave's worst lyrical songs, and it just kind of sounds outdated. Like the whole, um, the whole thing, like uh, in your chat room and all this stuff. It's like going back to AOL sound. It's like he was trying to be like really ahead with the times in his lyrics, but it just I don't know. I'm just not. There's something about this song. It's not as bad as uh, the last the Blacklight, but I'm not really into this one. Yeah, I agree with you. I didn't really care for this song either. Uh, I think the only thing I wrote on it is I like Dave. It had like the Roth groove a little bit. You know, he had yeah. the groove. It had the groove going, but the lyrics were kind of lame. <laughs> so yeah, his lame, his worst lyricism on there. I'm like, but still, still better than anything Hayer could do for my in my taste. <laughs> but it's pretty bad. Not okay. Good. Well, let's get to the one of my favorite songs off this album: "Lose the Dress, Keep the Shoes." What do you think of this one? Oh, this is just. Yeah, this is just this is just pure David Lee Roth, you know, being David Lee Roth, man. I mean, this I love this song. Um, this album, believe it or not, even though it's one of my favorites, is one of my least listened to albums. And as I was going through it, I had to remember some of these songs because I didn't listen to them a lot. I mean, I played the shit out of your filthy little mouth, even though it, you know, and I played like all of his earlier stuff. But um, I like this song. This is a very good song. Yeah, that's a great song. I think it has a lot of Roth-isms in it, you know, double entendres and stuff. Like, it's going yes. back to, like, Van Halen's kind of stuff. I, I like this song a lot. It, it, it really kicks ass. And it, this is, uh, like you said, we had track number one, and the next two tracks kind of lost you. And then this one kind of brings you back to the album. I like this song. Yes. And then we Great, get, great song. And we get to track number five, Little Texas. What do you think of this one? <laughs> oh man see this is another classic i don't know where i could put it in the top five somewhere i mean this is a very very fucking good song it has that like it almost has like a bit of a fall bug like uh swagger to it you know what i mean it has it, it's but it's also just pure raw and it's also pure uh john five and uh it just sounds very martin like it doesn't it, this song has set has, has stand the test of time Whereas a lot of songs on Skyscraper just sound outdated. This this is this is another example of Van, of, of David Lee Roth still sounding fresh, and this is a very this, this is another track that I love. I'm not sure where I put it, but um, you know it has a, it has a nice big chorus to it. It's it's just, it's a really great rock track. I love it. I think what the Beatles did with uh, Let It Be, what Roth should do with uh, uh, Skyscraper, freaking take the overproduction out of it, and freaking no songs would be killer. Man, I tell you, man, as I was listening to this album, I was going through track for track like this. It really is putting a yearning for me to want to hear that new David Lee Roth album that's already done with John Five. And in my opinion, I just, you know what, I love, I don't want to see Sammy Hagar back. I'd like to see Van Halen just retire and Dave to go back in this because I want this fucking album. They're going to sit around the Van Halen brothers with their thumbs up their ass, just like procrastinate, procrastinated. Then we get a fucking tweet from fucking Cody. Who gives a fuck about the dog? I'm so sick of the damn dog pictures is all we fucking get. You know, and we're left 
you know, we're left here in the Mojo Dojo just to bash each other's brains in. And then everybody's crying to me. Oh, he said this about me. I said that. I said, hey, man, it's a no-hold-barred form, man. This is like a style of Van Halen. It's aggressive. We don't sit, you know, and suck on our fucking knees. You know, we don't give blowjobs to other people. We, we, we come back and fire. You know what I mean? And, uh, <laughs> man, I, you know, I really want I really want this John 5 album. I don't care if Van Halen breaks up. Yeah, I John, want this album. John 5 was talking about on the last Eddie Trunk podcast uh, that the album is done, but it's more like an acoustical album, but it's like really, really good, good album, though. That's what I'd like to hear, man. You know, like when Dave was doing from the um, the Rod show, like that uh, folded plastic chair song, a lot of people were bashing it. It was just Dave, you know, being in his 60s. You know what I mean? He's he's. He just needs to settle down a little bit. That whole Van Halen, the whole style, he just can't. You just can't replicate that '80s anymore. He can't do the jump kicks. He can't do that stuff. I like to see him just fucking mellow out and put out an acoustic album that he's been talking about. Yeah, now he's fucking grandmothers and not your mom, so he's kind of got a little old now. <laughs> yeah, but he's cool, man. He's always a great fucking interview, and he's like the best front man of all time. You know, I just, I don't. The Van Halen fucking thing is just too corporate, man. When they were trying to bring back Eat and Smile, I wanted that to happen because it was a group of friends trying to get back together. You know, Van Halen's like a corporate empire. You're like the paid singer for the fucking album. You're a paid singer for the tour. You know, it's like he's like under, under a contract. He can't even put out. I don't know. I just don't care. I wanted Michael Anthony back for so long, and everybody was Michael Anthony. He was the Hagar. Michael Anthony was the Hagar. I love Michael Anthony. He is the background vocals of Van Halen. It destroyed a different kind of truth. It's a good album. It's a very good album, but it's the worst with Roth and Van Halen because it doesn't have that powerful fucking harmonies. And Dave needs that with his voice right now. He needs Michael Anthony to boost him up. Even Dave said he would love Michael Anthony to be back in the band several times. He said, in his words, this reunion is a disappointment because he is not back in the band. Yeah, I, and I agree with him one thousand percent. Yeah, no you, matter how much everybody cries about it on the groups. You guys made hate Chicken Foot and you made hate the Circle, but when I listen to them, I still freaking hear Michael Anthony loud and proud in the background, and that makes me happy that he's doing. Uh, something. Yeah, I haven't got into the Chicken Foot, but I love Michael Anthony. He is a class act. I don't care what anybody fucking says him. Ed didn't teach him how to fucking play bass. It's all a bunch of bullshit. He's a great fucking guy. I don't care what anybody says. Fuck yeah, you should pick up his uh, hot sauce, Matt Anthony's hot sauce. I heard it's pretty good. <laughs> yeah. And then we go to track number uh, six, King of the Hill. What do you think of this one? And a Chrysler meal makes me the King of the Hill. Dude, it's just, it's just so classic Roth, yeah. Um, I haven't listened to so many of these songs when I was going back, and I realized how much I really like this song. I gotta start listening to this album a lot more because I usually all of David Lee Roth stuff I have this shit memorized and I I don't with this. It's like I have to start listening to this album more. It's my least listened to album, but I love this album. This is a it's a it's a great King of the Hill is a, is a wonderful wonderful song. Yeah, I think if this would have came out like uh, three years earlier, it would have been a hit. Freaking it kicks. I, I like this. I like this album. I I tell you the truth. When filthy little mouth dirt your dirty what mouth came out. Yeah. I bought the CD, dude. I took it home. I listened to it. I fucking hated it. 
I, find, I said, this isn't fucking Roth. This is fucking country, fucking blues, fucking shit. Fucking hated it. So I went back to the music store and said, hey, man, this shit skips and hid the other copies of it and got Scorpions Worldwide Live. <laughs> <laughs> Mark, I'm really impressed with you. You said the F word about eight times in a paragraph of words. I've had this is be- very good. Maybe we're going to change the fucking podcast that has fucking balls instead of having freaking balls. <laughs> Yeah, man, I, I like this song. It's got the Van Halen groove. The drums are slamming. Fucking great. love this song, man. It, it great, ass. great fucking song. Yeah, and then we get to track number seven, Going Places. What do you think of this one? Ooh, man, I don't know if it's my favorite fucking song on the album or number two. There's two songs. We're going to get to the other one in a little bit. I love, 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 love. This album, this song right here is covered by so much fucking charisma. In the chorus, the Daily Roth just totally dominates this fucking song. And the whole build-up at the beginning with the guitar and fucking, you know, John 5. It is a great fucking song, man. It makes you want to put your top down and just drive 100 miles an hour down the road, man. Yeah. Again, yeah, it's got a lot of Dave-isms in it, man. Dave- he has like, I'm a Broadway bullass. You know, like, <laughs> it has that, like, that very charisma. Yeah, he's, that got, carries. he's got his swagger. When people say Dave isn't the best singer in the world, but his charisma carries him. His swagger carries him because you see him. He, yeah. He, he loves what he sings. He loves what he does. And you can hear it. It's like fucking you go look at Britney Spears. She ain't even singing on stage. He's, he's an, I like him because he's an underdog. Yeah. You his, see like rock, I'm saying, his man. voice itself is just he doesn't have all this huge range like he did anymore. But his personality, his interviews, everything else, all those extra things is what carries him. And this is another example great fucking song his voice sounds beautiful on this thing yeah. he, he's in like the low register i'd like a whole album of this shit right here going yeah places. i like it when masterpiece he, i like it when he does that growl that daily rock growl you know freaking i just love that on a different yeah. kind of trip he does that in one part of the dog where they go dun, 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 and he's just sitting there talking through yeah. it i love that shit man <laughs> fucking i could awesome. just lay at the beach man and listen to this fucking song on replay over and over again great song might be my favorite i'm not sure but yeah. it, it might be my favorite yeah it's a great song and then we get to eight which sounds totally like something uh daily roth would just say on stage what what was that what was that <laughs> <laughs> what was that you know that's an ode to the uh, now defunct that record label that the dlr band was put on oh wow i didn't you know, know it was a commercial disappointment, but artistically, for me, this was a huge, huge comeback for Dave. And that's an ode to the album. It has a great fucking bridge that builds up to the chorus. And, uh, yeah, this is another great one. I don't know where to put it. This is just a great... This, this is From track four and on, it's just a great series of fucking songs for me. And this yeah. is another example. Yeah, I like this song. It's got the Roth-isms in there. He's like, Zub-a-doo-ba-doo-doo. why is why is that? You know, he's got that got that going. <laughs> I love it. And then we get to track nine, Relentless. What do you think of this one? Relentless. When I now I remember this song when I first heard it, it was not one of my favorites. And I don't remember if it was because Dave might have been trying to to scream a little bit too high than he was in his register at the time, being age about forty three or forty four. But now that I was listening to it in the, in the breakdowns of the song, it has like. It's, it is, I really do like this song. It's not one of my favorite, but it's like, again, it's, a, it's an above average uh, song for Dave. Um, you know, uh, there's just that little pitchy part where, you know, he goes into, I'm relentless. You know, like, it's just, it seems like it's a little bit, I don't know. But, you know, like, John 5, 
Okay, you hear this song right here. This is a great fucking riff from him. I mean, this is this is, John Five is on top of his game for this song, and I like it because it's he's just being himself. He's not trying to imitate Ed like everybody else in the past. You know, it just sounds like a good modern song that should be in the late '90s, and it I love it. It's a great song. Yeah, it's a great song, man. I, I like it a lot. I like John Five. He's not as showy as Steve Vai or Eddie Van Halen. Yeah. He just plays within John Five. And if yeah. You, and if you've ever seen with Rob Zombie, he barely plays. So he doesn't play any solos really. He's just right. I mean, song. his next lead singer was Marilyn Manson. You know what I mean? Like yeah. this is like this is modern rock song. He's not trying to be Eddie Van Halen though. He has the blues flavor. He has. You can hear a little bit of like the finger tapping and like some of that stuff that Ed does. But he doesn't try to be Ed, and I like that because everybody else besides Steve Vai. Have, has tried to emulate Ed to a certain point. Yeah, you should uh, pick up uh, John Five solo albums. That's when he really shreds. He does a lot of great shredding yeah. on those albums, man. That's where he gets it out. He says Rob lets him shred in a little bit on the on the concert, but really not on the albums. <laughs> okay. And I just found out he did the uh, he scored uh, Rob's last movie, Thirty One. <laughs> so okay, I didn't. Know yeah, that I mean. Good man. I mean, yeah, he's great, man. And and, and Ray, you know, I, like I think he, I think he's the best fucking drummer that uh, Dave has had since uh, Alex Van Halen. I mean, of course, you could say Greg. You know, he was he was with them probably longer, but um, you know, the whole DRLR band that was a fucking solid, solid fucking band. This first lineup with the touring with Bart, you know, Bart Walsh, and uh, it was great. I mean, Bart Walsh nailed the fucking Van Halen stuff, like excellent. Yeah, uh, freaking uh, Ray Luzier is awesome. I first heard him in. Uh army of anyone which he left drl uh, david lee roth yes. to do that album and that was a phenomenal album and he was talking about they are going to make a sequel to it and i'm going yeah i love that fucking album that was a great album too yeah that was with the fucking brothers from uh, stone temple pilots right yeah and the singer from yeah Pilsen. yeah man that, that was a great good one album. i haven't heard a lot that was a great album man still there he's just he's just a fucking beast on the drums even now with corn i'm not even a big corn guy but i checked out some of his stuff he's fucking awesome and uh, yeah, that's good. Yeah, I was, I was I'm gonna sad. have to check out more of that. I was sad because I looked up Ray Luzier to see what, where he was playing after Army of Anyone. He said, "Corn." I said, "Fuck, I hate that band, man. Fuck, oh, great drummer in a band I can't stand." Uh, oh, fucking Ray, dude. I, yeah, I mean, I've been fucking friend request. I think I friend request him like ten times on fucking Facebook, but his thing is like all. Oh, I want to tell him how fucking awesome he is and how much I appreciate his tenure and the deep. Yeah, you're breaking up, bro. Breaking up. You still there? Having some Facebook issues here. Pause this recording. Sorry, we had some technical difficulties. We're back right now. Yeah, Ray Luzier is a freaking awesome man, and uh, I'm happy he did KXM with George Lynch too. That was a great band. Wow, you know more about some of the side projects than I do, but yeah, okay, I'll check some of this stuff out. You haven't heard KXM? Uh, it's uh, him, Lynch, and the singer from uh, King's X. Oh, man, I love, well, fucking King's X is another, fuck. I'll review any fucking King's X, I love King's X. I love King's X, wow. too. Fucking, it's a great album, you should check it out. I will. Well, and then we get to uh, track number 10, Indeed I Do, all in one word. Oh, <laughs> I love this song. Do I love you? Indeed I do. This is just more charisma from David Lee Roth. This is a great, every fucking song after track three, man, is just fucking phenomenal. And this is another one. I don't know which one I can put above, but 
I'm definitely going to be listening to this album throughout the winter season because I need to get more acquainted with it. This is another great song. Yeah, it's a great song, and I, I was trying to read it. Read the, I didn't notice it said, Indeed I Do, and then I'm listening to uh, the, him singing. It goes, Indeed I Do, and I look at the song. Oh, that's what it's called. He just put it all together. <laughs> I thought it was called Indidia Dildo or something. <laughs> Indeed, fuck? I dildo. <laughs> so yeah, good. baby. It's like, indeed, I dildo, baby. Hey, baby, are you a school? Because I want to shoot kids inside of you. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's a great song, man. I like it. And if we get to, uh, you know, kind of like a Roth song right here, Right Tool for the Job. What do you think of this one? Right Tool for the Job. Wow, man. Isn't this a fucking bluesy classic? Yeah, it's a great song, man. I like it. I got oh, the right dude. for the job. <laughs> it, it's just it's just so Dave, man. Dave can just just carries this song. It's just great voice, sounds great for his time. I mean, um right tool for the job, man. I love this fucking song. Yeah, it's, it's just so fucking laid back, man. It's another one I haven't heard a lot. I can't believe it because it's a classic. I think it reminds me a little bit of a Ladies Night in Buffalo the kind of like lyrics, you know. Yeah, man, and like Ladies Night in Buffalo is like one of my favorite Dave solo songs of all time. That is my you favorite. You can put it in Dave that category, song. man. <laughs> this is this is where like Sammy Hagar tries to do the fucking blues and fucking I was like apolitical blues. Like <laughs> David Lee Roth is a blues fucking singer, you know, and and Sammy Hagar is just fucking cho- like white chocolate. No, he's not even white chocolate because he doesn't have enough soul. Yeah. I hate <laughs> I that. Call up, him a, I hate I call that him a pussy, blues. but he doesn't have enough warmth or depth. That's one of the worst Hagar songs in my I've ever heard of A Political Blues, man. Fuck that song. I hate Good, it. I'm glad you agree on that one. <laughs> I agree on that one, man. I haven't done my OU812 review yet. I don't know if I'm ever going to do it because Ian hates me now. Oh, what the fuck. <laughs> I'm going to need my insulin to ever review that album. <laughs> All right, and then we get to another Dave song called Tight. What do you think of this one? This is tight, man. Now... This was an album that was uh, originally supposed to be on the Private Part soundtrack. Dang. Yeah, it was supposed to be called Private Parts. Dang, so Dave, Dave just like. I think I'm everything. right. My God, if I'm wrong, I could be wrong, and the listeners will know if I made a mistake here. I believe this is the song that was supposed to be on the Howard Stern show, on the Howard Stern movie. Dang. I have no idea about that. You, you would know more than me about this album because I basically. I haven't heard a lot of it, man. I had to redo this, man, because I was listening to so much Van Halen, and I was listening to a lot of your filthy in the mouth, and like this, the albums with Vi and everything, and then somehow I just didn't get a lot of play out of this one, and I love this album. This is another great track. Yeah, it's a great track. I agree with you. And then we get to, uh, when I first saw this, I go, oh, Dave's going to do something on this one, Weekend with the Babysitter. What do you think of this one? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. You know, this is I. This is a song I listen to more than any other like other song on the whole album. I think this is a great song, and it's just cu- it's just pure David Lee Roth debauchery. You know what I mean? Yeah. And um, I just like it, man. I like it. He did it at the right time. He couldn't do it anymore. Like you know, he's in his sixties. I don't know about the whole babysitter thing, but he he was old enough to pass for it. And <laughs> like when he was forty three, you know. But uh, <laughs> um. I love this song. There's a little bit something wrong with the production, though. It seems like, um, like uh, at the end when there's that like there's that like David Lee Roth rap, or I don't even know what that is, but uh, it seems like it's a little bit low. Yeah, I have no idea what that was either. It kind of sounded weird. 
Yeah, no, I just you have to really turn the volume up. Like, like they didn't put they put down that. He's like, I want the da 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 da. I don't know. It sounded like Dennis Leary. Is it? I don't even know if it's David Lee Roth. It might be Dennis Leary. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Doesn't say. It's a good I'm... song. It's a great song, man. It's just pure filthy David Lee Roth Van Halen style. Uh, great drum work. Uh, yeah, John Five again. It's good. It's good. It's a great song. Okay, then we get on the last song of the album, uh, Black Sand. What do you think of this song? Okay, I'm gonna say it. This is the best fucking song on the album. Oh wow. <laughs> and I've been sitting here and debating it while I was talking it because I didn't want to. That's right, man. The bride and groom are ready for the fucking wedding. This is it, baby. This is the fucking song. I love this song. It is so laid back. John Five's best guitar work on the whole album. It is just, it's, it's, okay, this is where it sounds like Led Zeppelin, but it doesn't fuck up. Blacklight sounds like a fucking generic Led Zeppelin song. This sounds like a David Lee Rod song with a little bit of fucking Led Zeppelin vibe. And I mean, this is, this is masterful work by John Five. This is a great, 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 great song. You, you could put it up there with Damn Good. You could put it up there with any of his classics that are just pure top five greatest David Lee Roth songs of all time. Uh, this is my worst song on the album for me. What? I don't like it at all. I think it's what? a terrible way to end a freaking good album. No! They started it what? out with, with Slam Dunk and ended it with a fucking dunk on your face, man. <laughs> All on your we face. added the whole fucking thing. What are you saying? This is a fucking free throw miss? <laughs> I think this, Dude, this is a free is... throw miss, man. This is somebody throwing a free throw and falling in no. their face. We agreed on everything until we came to the last song. This is a classic. <laughs> Everybody, live at the Mojo Dojo, man. You gotta tell us. You're listening right now. David Lee Roth News Desk, you're listening right now. This is a great, 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 great song. You botched it, man. I I, I, I just don't get it. It's like, it's a piece of shit ending the album to me. It's what? like, maybe if they put it in the middle of the album, I was expecting fucking like, maybe Weekend at the Babysitter, with the Babysitter should have ended the album, but this song is like oh. a slow fucking, like somebody It goes slid. up there with Damn Somebody's... Good. It goes up there with like Sunburn. This is a great, great fucking song. I love, 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 love this I wish song. I had an Ian-ism for this fucking, fucking what he would say about this song. You gotta listen to, the, you gotta listen to the song a little bit more. Maybe I'll then, listen man. to it a little bit more, but right now I fucking hate it. <laughs> well, you gotta be sitting down at the beach with like a Budweiser or something in your fucking hand. Or if you're like a hipster, you can have like an apricot fucking spinach beer or whatever the fuck in your hand <laughs> but this is a great 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 song i love it fuck hipsters <laughs> yeah, every time yeah, i think of, every time i think of a hipster one band that comes to mind but i love this band but for some reason they remind me of a fucking hipsters is fucking what's that band that did a girl like you the smithereens man smithereens look like a bunch of hipsters to me <laughs> yeah i mean i don't know man but um it's sad that we disagreed on the last song. I really do appreciate that last song, but uh, well, that's yeah. good. this is a great album. It's one of David Lee Roth's best. Um, I keep thinking I want to put your filthy little mouth up higher than it is because it's like a lyrical masterpiece. But this song fucking rocks. Well, this album, this album debuted yeah. at 172 on the charts and sold 8,000 copies in the first week. Within the year, the album had sold 65,000 copies. So if this album came out today, it'd be a number one album. <laughs> yeah, I think it's the second or third best solo album that he ever did. I, I agree with that. I, I put it up there behind Skyscraper because... It's very fucking consistent. Skyscraper used to be higher than the DLR band for me when it first came out, but, like, a lot of stuff on Skyscraper just sounds fucking, like... It just, it just sounds, like, a little bit outdated and shit like that, you know what I mean? 
Like, that's what David Lee Roth was, like, fucking starting to lose his fucking hairline. He threw his fucking hair up in a pompadour, and he says, fuck you. I've got control of this shit, baby. Yeah. My top four is the first David Lee Roth uh, album, and then you got Skyscraper, this, and then uh, freaking Little Ain't Enough, number three, and this one, number four. And then freaking yeah. 50 Little Mouth, I can't stand, dude. I, I tried listening to it again. That Diamond Dave cover album, fuck that album. That album just sucks. Well, it, it came out in the grunge era, and it was a lot misunderstood. I mean, I, I appreciate I really do love that album a lot, but, I mean, that's a different story. Yeah, but fucking Roth needs Eddie, and Eddie needs Roth. Fucking get your shit together, make another album, go on a farewell tour, get Michael Anthony in there, and have Wolf's Band open up for you, man. You don't have Yeah, to you know what? I want Van Halen to go. My perfect dream, you know, my first, my, my wet dream of Van Halen is to have... You know, fucking the classic four with uh, with Aaron. If I can't get that, I'd love to see it, but it makes no difference to me. If they, I just, I don't want to see Sammy Hagar go back to Van Halen. But the pros of him going back in there is we just go around and we just fucking taunt everybody that fucking like likes Van Hagar. We just start a war, and then you find out who the real fans are of Van Halen because a lot of people are just gonna go whatever way fucking Ed goes, you know, because they're swinging on his nuts like a couple of fucking kids. At the Chuck E. Cheese dolls, you know, the musicians <laughs> that play, they're swinging off fucking head like the fucking Chuck E. Cheese dolls, man. Oh, well, fuck. I like Van Hagar, but fucking, I'll, I've always said this in your in your group, and I still get shit for it. Roth is Van Halen, but Sammy yes. Hagar, I enjoyed the music, so. Good, man, and just keep fucking saying it. Who cares, you know what I mean? Yeah. Who cares? Just put up or shut up, and, you know, and like, Ralph was getting on anybody me. that likes any type of version of the band is welcome to come in and join, and we can bash heads, or we can... We could kiss each other. We could punch each other in the face. Yeah, it's like uh, I, Ralph was getting on me saying he schooled me because that article you put up about Hagar going back, he said it was false. Haha, ha, Sammy's not getting back. I said, I never said that I wanted Sammy to go back. I said, I want Ralph yeah. to stay in Van Halen, but he's saying it doesn't that matter I'm butthurt. Me, man. I, I wasn't butthurt. I don't get butthurt over nothing unless you talk about my dead mom. Then that fucking pisses me off. <laughs> well, dude, if I mean, if Dave fucking leaves, it doesn't make a fucking difference because I'd like to see a fucking fire up his ass where he's going out to prove again that he's the fucking singer leaving. You know, sometimes it's feeling like some of the... Like, I didn't, well, I'm not going to get into fucking Tokyo Dome. It's the one being held on my donut. I don't own Tokyo Dome because they got Roth on his worst fucking night. And I think fucking Ed did it just because he wanted to look, like, make himself look better. It was like a sabotage. To Dave, you know, they wanted to make him sound like, you know, I mean, dude, let's the 2006 and 2007 tour. David Lee Roth was like on top of his game, and it was the fucking weak link. You know what I mean? Because then he fell off and relapsed again. But like now, you know, that Dave's lost some of his stamina, and you know, and and some of his voice a little bit. You know, it's not like Ed. It sounds like he's trying to overdo him, and it's trying to make like they're trying to make like David Lee Roth like the weak link. You know, like, it's just Van Halen is such an aggressive style of music. It's like almost for like a younger, you know, you got to be young and hungry to fucking perform it. And I just, I'd rather just see David Lee Roth release his solo stuff and just kind of mellow out and relax. Well. So it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what band it is to me. I, I'd hate to see Hagar back. But if Hagar comes back, then we can start the chuckling and, and, and spears, throw spears at the Hagar fans. You know what I mean? <laughs> Well, Eddie did say that he asked Roth what show would he want, and he said the Tokyo shows. So, Roth picked Yeah. Him. Well, then, you know, Roth, uh, he might need a hearing aid. I don't know. Like, I just don't like that album. There was a, a lot of problems. A, and everybody was defending it because, but you saw, like, the YouTubes. It was like, 
60% of the people, there was like almost as much dislikes as there was likes. Like, you know, I mean, he just, there were, Women in Love was good. There was a couple good, really good ones, but like, you know, it just, There's no, couple... when you're doing Dave, you got to edit that shit, man. He needs help with his voice. Like yeah. the live signing stuff, it needs a little bit of help with it. Well, I, I kind of, I like that album. I just think there's about four songs on there that he's uh, cringeworthy, but I think he did a uh, good job, and that's what what when I saw Dave uh, in 2000, and uh, the different kind of truth tour, man, he, he sounded yeah. just like that, so it was fine with me. Yeah, I mean, I saw him, and like I saw him, uh, I, I saw the the last tour that Van Halen had, and he sounded good, and you know, I got to hear Dirty Movies live for the first time, which is one of my very favorite Van Halen songs of all time. I just like to really see Michael Anthony come back. He needs to. He could help David Lee Roth's vocals a lot right now. Yeah, I agree with that. So, what are your favorite three songs off this album? Um, oh, oh, oh. Uh, you know, you got to put. I mean, as much as I listen to Slam Dunk the most, it's got to be number one up there. Um, two, uh, I'd have to say Going Places, and then three is Black Sand. So those are the okay. three. I'll play Black but I, Sand. I'm not in that you, order. You it. Well, you hate that one. You you tell me your top three. Uh, well, I I'd go for Slam Dunk. And then um, the other one, I liked uh, right right tool for the job and lose the dress, just keep the shoes. Yeah, those are all up there for me too. Yeah, but I'm gonna put I always put the guest top three on there, so that's good. That's good for me. Then people could uh, maybe I'll put something on. Tell us what, how, what you think about Black Sand. See if we get a poll going. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean it's, it's I I think it's one of his best songs. Yeah, any albums you would like to recommend to the uh, fans of the show? Uh, uh, are you talking about like uh, just any current bands right now? Well, any album like from the past, present, future. Uh, well, I mean, I, I've been listening to a lot of the. Uh, I don't even know. I might have said this last show. I, you know, what I haven't been listening to a lot of like old, like recent bands and stuff like this. Uh, I, I, I've been listening to a lot of Ghost. I love Ghost. I think they're going to be the the best new band that's out right now. They have an EP that's called Pope Star right now, and they're touring. And uh, I've been playing the hell out of that. And I listen to a lot of the old stuff, too, man. I mean, I've been going through, like, the Motley Crue stuff. I love the Karabi album. I think we might have talked about that last show. I don't want to repeat myself. F, we did. Um, I uh, I like, uh, God, Rats, uh, Infestation. That, that was a great comeback album that a lot of people overlooked. Yeah, I fucking love that album. Oh, such a great album. Eat, eat Me um, Alive, man. What a fucking rap song. I love the it. New Dark, the latest Darkness is oh, a great that. album. You know, it's Queen sounding. I love the old Queen albums. You know, Freddie Mercury is one of my favorite front men. He's in the top somewhere. Well, one of the albums that I, I, I just got, which I think is really back to form, is that you guys need to pick up the deluxe edition of it because the third disc is fucking awesome. Like a Metallica hardwired to self-destruct. Oh, well, there you go. Um, yeah. I think that there's a Master of Puppets almost album within there like where you could take you know you could take half the album make it a complete masterpiece because i think the first disc is better than the second disc there's a lot of songs that i love there there's the songs that are good are up there within justice for all and then there's some of the other stuff that sounds a little mid mid tempo like load era that i don't really care for but this was a this was definitely a triumph for metallica i mean even to put out a few songs like uh with spit off the bone like uh you know there were some songs up there that were enough to say okay metallica is back yeah, Spit Off the Bone like is my favorite song off the album, man. Oh, God, it's fucking great. And Atlas Rise. Song. Atlas Rise is fucking killer. I like that song, Now We're Dead, where it has that little... That drums in the background. Lars Ulrich, man, really, really, really 
did a great fucking job. This is the best he's sounded in 30 years, man. Yeah. Lars Ulrich was, was great. Um, Kurt Hammett, not as much. There's some great stuff, like the compositions are great, but like some of the solos for me are a little bit weak. But, uh, well, he didn't have a hand in writing this album. He's kind of depressed about that. Yeah, I wasn't feeling his solos. Like, even on the Hard Wire song, like, the hit single, like, it was like, dang, dang. I'm like, yes, thrash, thrash. And then there's that le- little weak solo inside where he goes where he goes wah pedal abusing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and um, I, I, I'm going to ask you a question. Did they re-record Lords of Summer on this album for the third disc? I don't know. Because it I don't sounds know. I... totally thrashy, and I hated it when it first came out. But it freaking kicks ass on the CD. <laughs> yeah, it's a great. I mean, it's a great. It's a great return form. I bought the album. Uh, I only listened to. I only listened through it once, and then I, you know, I've been picking out some of my favorite songs and listening to them because I feel like there's a lot of filler in there. But there is, there is an Injustice for All Master of Puppets album within the two discs. It just has to be separated into one disc. Yeah, I'm just gonna give a quick plug out here. If you want to know a great review on this album, go listen to the rock and the combat rock and metal combat podcast. Uh, with Ralph Vieira, Dr. Fuck, and Ian Wally. Ralph Vieira, man. Yeah, man, he's my man, dude. You know, like, I live by him. I go down. I see some of his local shows. Uh, seen Thrasher die. And he's got a lot of fans and stuff out there. Um, yeah, they don't play know, the West. I'm a metal fan. I'm a metal fan in hard rock first. And then mm-hmm. I listen to everything else in between. But, like, I love, man. I go to his shows and just fucking headbang. I mean, they. I went to one show where he had, like, fucking Omen and, like, some old school, like, like metal stuff that was just fucking great. And I love it. Ralph, I love his, it. Ralph knows his shit. I, I, I always, oh, I fuck with him. Say, I like ninety percent of your music, but that ten percent, man, it fucking sucks. <laughs> you say that to him? Yeah. Oh man, he's a great fucking guy. I love him, man. I, I just tagged him when Castro died, man. He was fucking yeah. thrilled. I'm sure oh, he's he... in cloud nine, like the clubs were the, the World <laughs> Series over this shit. Yeah, and yeah. he's happy his mom and dad were alive to see it, and that's awesome, man. I hate that guy, Astro, man. Fuck. That I don't guy. know if Ralph's ever gonna hear this, man, but he's a solid fucking dude, man. I love it, man. I can't wait to go to whatever next show he has. Well, I got on his chat room and started fucking with him and Ian. He got on me, and then he li- he started making fun of my podcast, and then he went and listened to it, and he heard me going off on him, and he goes, uh, I "Fucking own you now. I fucking own you. Fucking man, Madder's I not getting back together." <laughs> you know what? I mean, I. I got a lot of respect for everybody, even like Ian. His, I mean, he's 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 a he's he's a lot of fun on the message boards. Me, we do we do not have the same views politically, and we're not going to get yeah. into that right now. I mean, this is another forty-five minute show that we have yeah. talking about politics. I try to push all that stuff aside and be, you know, nice. I even gave like some friends, uh, you know, this girl Mindy. I gave her like a meme of like Trump with the Castro thing, and it was it was a funny thing. Like it was totally against my belief system, but yeah. you know, I'm just like here, you know, whatever. I thought this was funny. Yeah, you know, but it's Mindy, Mindy. Mindy wanted Hillary. I'm reading stuff on the on the page, and yeah. uh, it's fine with it's me. It's okay, man. I, 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 lo- I love Bo- whatever happens, happens, man. I'm not in control of this. I love both. So I, Bo- I love Ralph and I love Ian. They're two dudes that I know I could fuck with, and they could take it, and I know they could fuck with me, and I'll take it too. I don't get butt hurt. I don't. No, get, I like it, man. I, unless they fucking start talking about my dead mother having sex with somebody. That that's just below the line. For yeah, me. well, just man. Yeah, I mean. The whole podcast war shit is all a bunch of bullshit. I mean, me and you could do this shit. We'll fucking put the ratings through the fucking roof, man. Because I promote the fucking shit out of my show. Oh, yeah, you did. Yours that is the I highest. Do. Yours and Johnny's are the highest. I get the hype, man. I post them in the fucking groups. You know, whatever groups I'm not banned in anymore. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I, but, I have um, no podcast wars, man. I, I love freaking... I don't care for Ironcast, but they're cool dudes. 
I only got into a fight with him because of Terrence. I love freaking the uh, combat rock and metal. I listen to that every week. And I've I, listened I to a little them, bit of everybody's show. This I is a great show, man. I told them their podcast is superior to mine. I'm happy with my 1,300 listeners so far. And I know they double, triple my numbers, but I don't give a fuck. I just do it for fun and the bullshit. Uh, that's cool. Friends. I like them, man, too. And uh, I, I don't even know the guy. What's his name? Uh, Terry, Terry, Terrence Reardon. Terrell? Terrence Reardon? No, the other guy. Terrence. I can't pronounce his name. Oh, my God. Alex is going to be on the big uh, cut this off. Uh, well, we got some guys, whatever the case, we got some guys in the fucking 80s room. And uh, uh, they, it's funny. We, they're, they're, they're total metalheads, and we're talking about, like, fucking the lead singer, Dead or Alive, died. You know, this is how much music we listen to, you know. Yeah, I got a I group for R&B. <laughs> if you want to see my groups, man, it's at the top. You know, I have an 80s group. If you come to the Mojo Dojo, there's like a whole bunch of groups that you can go into, and they all have different all genres of, of music, from metal to hair band to this and that. I think you've added me to all of them. <laughs> yeah, yeah. If you want to, like, you know, I mean, I'm one of those guys, man. I'll listen to Celtic Frost, and then I'll fucking turn on like the Beastie Boys after. Fuck yeah, Beastie <laughs> Boys, Duran Duran, Depeche Mode. I like. That I love shit it all, too. man. Yeah. I love it all. I even did an episode with Bill Wang on the Cure, man. <laughs> so cool. This yeah. is cool, man. We did a lot of name drop, and I can't even remember how many people we said. But I, I got. A lot, I don't. I don't have any. I don't have any. You know, hatred towards anybody. Or let's do their thing, man. If somebody wants to block me because what I say on my own fucking wall, then fuck them. Yeah, I have no hatred. I'm just very opinionated, and I fight for my opinion sometimes, and it pisses That's people good, off. But I don't. I don't change my opinion to make people happy. I, I have my opinion, and I stick to my guns. That's it. That's how I feel too, man. So yeah. I, I respect you, and uh, yeah, man. Um, I don't care, dude. Like it's good, man. So I, I don't even know what else to say, man. But it's been it's been a great fucking show, dude. Uh, we'll see what happens in the fucking how, up and howdy duty mountain. What fucking Ed and everybody wants to fucking do. <laughs> um, I still haven't friend requested Cody because the dog bullshit thing is really fucking annoying, you know. And I know fucking Wolfgang. He'll be sitting around. He'll be tweeting out the next Xbox game that he's playing. And I'm just gonna wait. I'm just gonna okay. wait for the. He, he kicks ass in Tremonti though. Those two albums he did with okay, Tremonti. Okay, yeah. I mean, uh, I don't want to get into that. All right, you don't. Have I to. love Wolf, man. I shook his hand at fucking Cafe Wa, man. I had a great show, and uh, you know, that's that. I mean, <laughs> I got. I love Van Halen. Whatever they do is do it, but it's not Van Halen without Daily Roth. It's not Van Halen without Daily Roth or Michael Anthony to me. That's it. Yeah. Well, I, I agree. That's that's the classic band, but yeah, it's still Daily yeah. Roth. All right, man. Thank you for being on the show. I'm going to get to editing and put it up as soon as I can. <laughs> okay, man. And I'll fucking blast that shit everywhere, man. Like a ping pong ball going from this group to that group. All right, man. Thank you for the support. All right. You got it, man. Anytime, night. man. Ready to do a fucking show, whether it's Wang Chung or fucking <laughs> Testament. I don't care what Fuck. the hell it is. I'll review I it. I want to do it. I'm, I'm supposed to do a Depeche Mode with uh, Bill Wang. I'm just waiting on his schedule to clear up. Yeah, go for it, man. I'm, bl- right. I'm happy to be on here, man, and I'm happy to do the show, and I promote the show, and uh, that's great, man. I listen to a lot of shows. I don't talk about it so much because I only got so many hours a day to do stuff, but yeah. All right, awesome, thank- man. Good- and great luck. Great-, great luck with the show. Good luck. All right. Thank you, brother. Have a good night. You too. All right. Bye.
Those are some kick-ass tracks. Now I want to promote some podcasts from my friends. We got Metal Raps. We got the Rock and Metal Combat Podcast with Dr. Fuck Rafiera and Ian Wadley. One-on-one with Mitch LaFon. Talking Metal Cheap Trick or Cheap Track with Ken Mills. And in Podkiss, The Kiss Room. Focus on Metal, Decibel Geek with Aaron. With Aaron Camaro and uh, Chris Sinsner. And in Zilch, a Monkey's Podcast. And then I like to also promote the Eddie Trunk podcast and the Cat Cassius Morris show, man. These guys are kick ass podcast, and I hope you guys enjoyed this podcast. And God bless you. Hey, man, thank you guys for supporting the free control podcast. I just want to do you a little favor on the right hand on the left hand side of my dress. There's a link, it's just Amazon. Click that, and if you guys want to buy it, it just gives me a little kickback. All the world's a molecule. A little bit And also, I just want to thank you guys for giving me a chance to download it. It's still a small button podcast, but thank you guys for telling your friends about it. And also, join the Facebook page on Freeform Law Podcast. I let everybody and anybody in who and also on the pinned post, it's my Amazon link also. You guys have a great day.